You are now listening to Mike's Opinion, Logic Unleashed. right logic unleashed that's how we do it here at the mike's opinion podcast welcome i am mike and i truly truly thank you for listening to the mike's opinion podcast all of you that support listen like subscribe comment follow i really appreciate it and if you listen you haven't done that yet please go ahead and do so we greatly appreciate it yes today is all about the good news. But before we get started, I just want to ask, you know, I always want to know, how are you doing? How are you doing? I hope my voice finds you well, in good spirits, in good health, in good times, which it's hard to stay optimistic, right? And say good times, but it's out there. I'm here to tell you. That's what this episode is about. The goodness is out there. Do not be fooled. Do not be overwhelmed. Do not succumb to the anger, the sadness, the destructiveness, and the negativity that's out there. No. mm -mm, mm -mm. Because there's too many of us doing good things. But you know what? It's just not reported. It's not reported. But it is out there. You got to seek it, though. Every once in a while, you see glimpses here and there that are reported. But as you know, I call the news the bad news, right? But I really do hope you're doing okay today. Let me know, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Vent, let it all out. Holl at me. And I do my best to get back to each and every one of you that do reach out to me. It may take me a little time to do so, but I do respond personally myself. So reach out. Holla at me, as people say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But today is about the good news. And no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm not on the religious tip today. I know a lot of times that's synonymous. I bring you the good news. No, 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 no. I'm not a preacher. I'm a spiritual person. But I'm not going into that today because this is not what that's about today. Also, what this is not about today, it's not about the current housing crisis. It's not about the market, stock market crashing. It's not about crime, hatred, or any of those negative things that burden us or worry us or sadden us. Nope. Nope. We're going to take all of that and just sit it aside. We know what's there. We're not going to ignore it. We have to acknowledge these things. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, I want to share three very recent stories of really good things. I think we need it. I know I need it. I seek it out. Because I try to keep that balance. Keeping that balance is important for me. I ingest the bad. And I seek out and ingest the good. And I say ingest more than just watch or listen to or read because it's truly an ingestion. 
what we take in affects us. What we take into our ears, our nose, our mouth, our eyes, and our brain. It affects us. It affects our mood. It affects our appetite. It affects our body systems. Stress, at the end of the day, can kill you. Real talk. And y'all know this, right? This is why it's important to release, go running, walking, work out, read, whatever you do, yoga, meditation, whatever you do, I hope you have an outlet. And if you don't have one, get one. ASAP, as soon as possible. Find a way to release, hopefully, hopefully, daily. Maybe even a couple times a day. Find a way to purge the negativity from your life. Because as I've mentioned in recent episodes, historically, we, we've been there. We've been there. We've been through. We're we going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Okay. Right now, shit is as crazy as it was 2,000 years ago. Shit was crazy back then too. To my knowledge, they didn't have a way to disseminate this information as quickly and instantly, right? We walk around with these smartphones that are literal appendages now. They're just extensions of our bodies. We're glued to them. We all are. Not going into that today neither. But we get ding, 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 this alert, this alert, this alert. Oh, did you see this? Hey, whether it's news or social media or a friend texting you or whatever it is. Did you just see? For some reason. This is, is proven scientifically. Human beings are drawn to negativity. If we have. A kitten being rescued out the tree to the right and a five-car wreck to the left. We're going to be drawn to the five-car wreck. I don't know why that is. I consciously try my best not to. Like I said, I can't ignore the bad stuff that's happening. Okay? I can't because humans do human shit and we do a lot of just bad stuff. A lot of fuckery. But we also do a lot of good things. Great things. And that's what today's show is about. Today's episode is about the good that's out there. The good that I hope all of us have. Today I'm going to start, like I said, I got three stories I want to highlight. Today, I had to narrow it down. As y'all know, I do too much research for these episodes, and I had to whittle it down because the episode would have been five hours long if I didn't, and that's just that's just real talk. It's it's just real. That's That's what I do. I dig in, and I find myself immersed. I can't even tell you how many hours each episode takes for me to make. By the way, while I'm on that, Please support the show, please. Monetary would be great if you can share a few dollars, $100, $5,000. If you're rich and you listen to this show, send me an email. 
I need an address. That's all you need to say. I need an address. Of course, it would be nice if you introduce yourself so we can get to know each other. That would be great. But if you want to send me a box of cash, if you got, you know, just excess residual income just sitting around and you want to help me out, that would be great. If you choose not to share a dollar or two, then just take a minute. Like, share, share, subscribe, follow, comment. That support is very meaningful. It really, really and truly is. These stories I had to whittle down. Some of them, some of them brought tears to my eyes and, um, these, like I said, are all recent, real-life things that recently transpired, that recently happened, and they're positive. They're good. I'm a black man. I didn't seek this out this way. It just happened this way. Two of the stories are about black people. One story is about what they call brown people, Latino person. I didn't purposefully seek that out. It was by happenstance that that happened. I want to make that clear. Not that I'm not, you know, repping for my race. The human race. We've added all these dividers and borders and things that divide us. How about we all just start thinking of us as, as galactic individuals, earthlings, humans. That would be great, wouldn't it? And we just happen to come in different colors and shapes and sizes. I digress. Y'all know I digress. Y'all that listen to me, y'all know I should rebrand this. I digress. And I just might. Moving on. First story is from a lovely, and I don't know her, never met her, but she seems lovely. Ashley Adarika. And Ashley, if you happen to hear this, I hope I'm not messing up your name. And that goes to any of the names that I say today. I'm saying them to the best of my ability what it seems like the correct pronunciation is. Ashley Adarika, if you haven't heard, recently graduated from Miami Beach Senior High School. So she's a high schooler. Ashley is Nigerian. However, she was born here in the United States. Her mother immigrated from Nigeria over 30 years ago, or nearly 30 years ago. Ashley was accepted to all eight Ivy League schools. All of them. You hear what I'm saying? Columbia, Harvard, Yale, Brown. Dartmouth, Penn, Princeton, Cornell. I mean, when you think about just that alone, being accepted, and let me just share with you how rare a feat that is. Okay? Since 2018, Ivy League schools have only accepted 12 
5% of its applicants. This year, for instance, Yale only accepted 4.5% of the people who applied. Less than 5%. Less than 5 out of every 100 people that applied to Yale got accepted. Columbia only took 3.7%. And Harvard, 3.2% this year. These Ivy Leagues ain't playing. Now, these are gateways, right? Gateways to prominence. Precursors to success. Now, not everybody that goes or attends these Ivy League schools or even successfully graduates. Successfully graduates. I should just say graduates, right? Because if you graduated, you did it successfully. But those who graduated don't go on to prominence or riches. But it sure is great to say, I'm a Harvard graduate. I'm a Yale alum. Right? Just the, the, the historic company you in. You're talking senators, presidents. Some say Illuminati, but I'm not going there. I'm not going there. not going there. But this young lady, Ashley Adarika, congratulations to you. Though you may never hear this. Doing the thing. This is good news to me. Next two story is a little more inspirational. But if you don't find inspiration in this and hope in this, and let me tell you why. Ashley was feared on the debate team since she was eight. She's been getting it in. Getting it in. By the way, Ashley was also accepted to several other colleges, including Stanford, Vanderbilt, Emory. Okay, she ain't no slouch. Okay, she started her own organization. And... I'm going to put it in the show notes because I feel a little remiss and slightly embarrassed that I didn't include that in my notes. Like I said, I tried to whittle it down and I had it here, but I've apparently, I've apparently uh, deleted it by mistake. But she started her own organization, Empowering Young Women. And she wants to get into policy. If all goes well, and I sure hope it does, I see Miss Ashley Adarika as a future leader of this country. And if reading any of her words and quotes in the article, which I, I'm going to do my best to include, remember to include in the show notes the links to all of these articles so you can take a closer look yourself. But she seems like a grounded, well-rounded, decent human being. Now, if you've ever heard that saying, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, it's true. Certainly there are people in law enforcement, people in the political arena that started out with good hearts. That started out with good intentions. And somewhere along the way, evil and corruption crept in. And they were derailed. 
It happens, right? Can you think of a time in your own life where you really had good intentions and shit just went sideways? And you look back and say, I wish I could have done that differently or I should have done that differently. We're human. And sometimes I've often wondered, you've heard me in many episodes say, something may be fundamentally flawed with us. There's no perfect human, right? Why not? Where's, where's, can we find one? What's this experiment where we're both good and fucked up all at the same time? Huh? Why can't there be peace on earth? I remember going to Disney World when I was young and going to, um, uh, what was the name of it? I can't remember, but there was a song. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. I will spare you my singing. I'm not going to sing it. I want to sing it right now because I remember the tune, but I'm not going to. But the words were, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Yes. Michael Jackson also said it. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Ashley Adarika strives to be an attorney strives to involve herself in policy. Now, any of us that have delved delved deep into politics know that, especially at the higher rankings of politics, there's a bit of ego involved. But behind those that seek the spotlight, are many that do not, that want to do their work and contribute positively without all the accolades, without the acknowledgement. Perhaps Ashley Adarika will be one of those. Not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with wanting to be rewarded or acknowledged for your work. As long as that doesn't become the main reason why you do it. Sit down. Be humble. As one of Kendrick Lamar's songs said. Then there's another saying that says it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Now. I'm going to just say from the pictures I saw. Ashley Adarika is kind of fine. Now you'd be like look Michael you're in your 50s. Ashley's just graduated from high school going to college. Why are you saying that? That's because I'm me. Okay, I am acknowledging her attractiveness. I'm not sending her no letters. I'm not waiting outside trying to, yo, Ashley, can I get a date? No. So before you go there, let's not. But I would not be being honest if I didn't say attraction matters in the world we live in. Let's keep it 100. All right. We all know it matters how you look. It's just a fact. So she's got that on her side too, which is the real reason why I'm mentioning this. All eight Ivy Leagues. She chose Harvard, in case you were wondering. She was leaning towards Yale, but she said Harvard had a better program for what she's trying to do. Ashley's focused. She knows where she wants to go. She knows what she wants to do. And I'm certainly that will evolve. But 
it seems like she's been focused for a long time. So while while it may evolve, the specificity of it probably won't change what she actually has her heart set on doing, which is changing policy in minority communities to help uplift minority communities. Now, we know there are some out there that will perceive Ashley as a threat because they don't want unity. They don't want to embrace and rejoice in the diversity of earth. But we ain't going there today. We ain't going there today. We're not going there today. Okay? So, that's story number one. Shout out to Ashley Adarika. May the winds of goodness and greatness be with you. May you be protected and fulfill your destiny, whatever that may be. Yes. By the way, she found out on Ivy Day, which while doing the research, I didn't know was a thing because even though I was skipped from third to fifth grade in parochial school, little kid running around Harlem, and I had the academic ability to probably go into all eight Ivy Leagues myself. I didn't have the mentorship or the support system. And that's nothing against my mother, my grandmother, and people that raised me. Nothing against them. And there's no, no, you know, guarantee that they would have led me to that water that I would have drank anyway. Cause I was running around the streets. I was too busy being in the streets. Hindsight's 2020. You can usually see very clearly. You can usually see very clear when you look back. That is water under the bridge. You know what I'm saying? But Ivy Day is March 31st this year. March 31st, 2022. And this is when the acceptance emails, because you know who mails letters these days, right? When when Ivy Day is when a lot of the college um, or high school graduates find out what college they are you know, going to get into, particularly the Ivy League schools. So, once again, I just want to say congratulations to Ashley Adarika. This is a real good news story, and um, her heart seems in the right place, wanting to help out humanity, particularly those that are underserved, those, uh, those that are underserved, those that have been oppressed, those that um, have been treated unfairly in these United States of America. And hopefully she helps everyone. You know, just like President Obama couldn't be just black people's president. Right? And the last story today, um, it includes Barack Obama again. And uh, we will get to him and that story momentarily. But moving on. Next story is one that brought tears to my eyes because 
one of the main characters in this story. And like I said, this I say characters, but this isn't fictitious. This happened March 28th, 2022. This year. Just a couple months ago. This happened. Okay, but I, I related because he's a black man. He's just a little bit older than me. And I've had encounters with the police. Yeah. This happened in North Carolina. Family driving back to North Carolina from South Carolina. March 28th, 2022. In the car was Anthony Tony Geddes. They call him Tony. Anthony Geddes goes by Tony. Um, and his daughter, who goes by the name of Ashley Wilkerson. Also, Ashley's mom and Ashley's two kids were in the car. Black family rolling down the highway. Afternoon in March. The sirens, the lights light up because Ashley is speeding. And of course, this is another Ashley. The first story was about Ashley. This is a different Ashley, different spelling. This is Ashley Wilkerson. Now, let me just stop right there for a second. If you're a black person, you already know what I'm getting ready to say. Maybe if you're a white person or a Latino person or an Asian person or Indian person, or Native American person, or any human being in the world, and particularly in America, we know where this story could go. The picture for this story shows Tony Geddes pressed up against the chair, leaning back with his eyes winced shut, Looked like he's wincing in pain. And the state trooper reaching into the car, grabbing his hand. But the picture's not what you think it is. But it's easy to think that that's what it was. Because we know. We know. Beyond any shadow of a doubt, for centuries, black People, African American people, enslaved and then emancipated, have been beaten, raped, killed, murdered at the hands of the authorities, of policemen. It's a fact. This isn't speculation, it's not my imagination. This is well-documented fact, and even more recollections present themselves. But modern day, today, March, I mean, excuse me, uh, the year 2022, still happening today. Many instances where a person could be subdued and arrested, they are killed. I'm not saying a lot of these dudes didn't deserve to be arrested or stopped to do what they're doing, but they did not have to be killed. Not Going there, I just wanted to set the scene for this story. 
North Carolina State Highway Patrol Trooper Jarrett Doty. White man, state trooper who pulled over this black family. Like I said, you know where this could go, right? Got a buzz cut, the glasses, the big state trooper hat. Ashley, the 39-year-old daughter, is driving. She was the one who was speeding, admittedly speeding. Her father, Anthony Tony Geddes, was in the passenger seat. And not for nothing, these are dark-skinned people. Okay? No way to mistake that they are black people. And it matters in America. It does. It's an internal thing with black people, light skin, dark skin, not going there today on that. The trooper introduces himself. And as law enforcement is trained to do, he observes quickly the situation in the car. Tony Geddes. Just lean back. Tony Geddes, Anthony Tony Geddes, at that time being stopped, March 28th, 2022, on the North Carolina Highway, has cancer. And his entire family, well, not his entire family, his wife, his daughter, and his grandchildren accompanied him to his chemotherapy. And he has a colostomy bag outside that is clearly visible. He's weak and he is in pain. This white, southern, state trooper Mr. Jared Doty peeps the scene. Okay. He asked Ashley for her license and registration and proceeds to walk back to his patrol vehicle. Certainly he did the normal things, probably checked for warrants and seen that there were none, no wants, no warrants. And he sits in his car for what seemed to Ashley and her family as a very long time. Upon being interviewed, State Trooper Doty said he was thinking about that colostomy bag that he saw. And he quickly surmised that Tony Geddes must have cancer or in pain or going through something. And Mr. State Trooper Doty figured that out because he too had a scare. He too had worn that same colostomy bag because he closely dodged cancer himself. Commonality, common bonds, 
This is a profound one. This is a specific one. But if we find those common bonds that we all bleed red, we're all human beings, we're all Americans. If we start there, these are the common bonds that can help us not hate each other. After what seemed like, once again, a long time. I don't know if you've ever had a speeding ticket. Maybe five minutes. They're trying to get to the next ticket. Wherever they hide the spot is, is working. They're trying to get back there because a lot of these troopers, a lot of these law enforcement patrol guys have quotas. The more revenue they generate for the city, the municipality or the state is good. They get commendations for that. But this wasn't that. This wasn't a five-minute thing. So, State Trooper Doty, and I keep, I want to highlight this. This is important. White Southern State Trooper. Jarrett Doty of North Carolina State Highway Patrol approaches the car. He hands Ashley back her license and registration. And what he did next should be taught in every law enforcement training facility at every level, city, local level, state level, and federal level. This story should be should be emphasized, should be highlighted and taught. He asked Tony Geddes if he had cancer. To which Tony replied, yes. State Trooper Jared Doty asked if he could pray with Tony. White Southern North Carolina State Trooper asked 61-year-old black man who he had just pulled over for speeding whose daughter was driving. He asked Tony, can I pray with you? Tony said, yes. And in that picture is when you see the state trooper, white state trooper, grab the black passenger's hand. And they began praying. The trooper began praying. Saying all the words. All the prayers. It's a powerful moment. It's a teachable moment. This could have gone horribly wrong. This is good news. This is underreported news. This should have been a leading story in every newsroom across America. This is what we need to hear now. We need to know these things happen, and they do, they do, they do. 
every day. All across America, good things happen. And I want you to know it. I want you to feel it. I want you to believe it. I want you to know when you hear all this negativity, find the positive. It's out there. Before the trooper left, he grabbed Tony's hand and he put a silver metal cross in it. And he told Tony's daughter, Ashley, slow down. Y'all have a good day. And let her go with a warning. There is compassion. There is empathy. There is love and there is goodness in this world. I'm not saying the bad don't exist. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there's plenty of good out there too. And I want you to know it. I want you to know it. Ashley pulls off to go about her business, to go back home, get her her ailing dad home. And, you know, dads and daughters, the dynamic, you know, because Tony's fly. I just want to let you know. They had some pictures of Tony, well-dressed, reverend, educated man, wife's reverend. You know, he's he's like the board, the chairman of the board, the deacon. You know, Tony got it popping. They got, you know, he's doing his thing. Established man, early, early, early 60s, right? So Ashley kind of steals a glance over, and she didn't want to stare at him. But uh, Tony's eyes had welled up with tears. He knows how that could have gone. At 61 years old, he knows how that could have gone. But for that trooper to do what he did, that's moving. It moved me, and I wasn't even there. I've had encounters with police and I have stories like this, not this profound, but where they could have locked my black ass up and let me go. I'm not going to share my story right now because there's one in particular I want to, I want to share. And then I've had, I've had the majority of which are negative encounters. I haven't had that many encounters. Just let me just say that. But the ones I have, it's been that. So Ashley didn't stare because her father didn't say nothing. He was quiet because I'm pretty sure if he would have said something, he would have broke out. He would have let it out. The tears would have started flowing because I can't begin to explain to you that are not black, that are not African-American living in the United States. Those lights go on. Those sirens will. Your sphincter tights up. Your heart rate increases. Your blood pressure goes because you don't know who you're going to get. You don't know it might be your last day. And you could do everything right. Hands, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Have your license registration ready and still get shot. Murdered. It's happened time and time and time again. So, this is the actual climate of things. This is the reality. And it's not a secret. I'm not telling you no secrets. I'm not spilling the beans here. This is well-known fact. Yet it happens. 
So I understand why Tony was moved. Why his eyes welled up with tears. Because it was touching, it was special, it was unusual for Officer Doty to take the actions that he did. And again, I reiterate, it needs to be taught in every law enforcement level training facility everywhere. I would like to offer my condolences to Ashley Wilkerson and her family. Because sadly, Anthony Tony Geddes died May 22nd. Colon cancer he had spread. He was 61 years old. You should check out this story. Ashley and her kids and her mom were with Tony to go into chemo. That should just right there let you know what kind of family we're dealing with. They tight. And she, Ashley, was a daddy's girl. So my heart goes out to Ashley and her family. Because there's no replacing her father. Cancer is a beast. That's good news, even though it's sad Tony is 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 no longer with us. And I don't know these people. But like I said, my condolences, my heartfelt, sincere sympathy goes out to the loss. Witnessing this were Ashley's daughters, who are eight and five. It's good for them to see that. You know, as was Tony's wife was in the car, like I said. Good news, sad story, yes, because of Tony's passing. But it's good news. I want to say things like this restore my faith in humanity, but the fact is I never lost it. I'm on a journey myself of something that I'll never come to a conclusion of because I don't really understand humans. I've looked at all the history that's available to us since the beginning of the written word, even some of the Sumerian texts up to now. We're violent. We're hostile. There's no utopia here, and I'd like to find that. And I don't know how I can make that happen. I would love to make that happen. Good news is out there. Find it, read it, ingest it. And like I said, I will include the link to that story because I think um, the more people that know about it, the better. And the more people you tell, tell them about the Mike Opinion Podcast, please. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to change the world with goodness. I'm trying to, trying to shed light into this darkness. I want to be good for Earth. The last story <clears throat> is about my Latino brethren. Yes, they call us black and brown people. They put us all in the same category, right? I live in Texas. Texas was really Mexico, but I'm not going there. Not going there. The last story today is about a gentleman by the name of Jason Hernandez. 
And I always, I have a bad, when I'm talking to Latino people or about them, and I don't mean any disrespect, but I go into this, this fake ass accent. I don't know why I do it. And I, I try to catch myself and stop myself. Like right now, I almost said Jason Hernandez. Like, I'm not Latino. I, why would I say it like that? Why would I say it like that? It sounds like the right thing to say. Jason Hernandez. I want to give it the props. I guess I want to relate, but I know some people find that insulting. And I swear, I, when I talk, I, one of my businesses, I, I, I used to deal with a lot of Latino people. And, and I, I would find myself talking with this accent that I do not have. And it just happened. It wasn't planned. It was reactionary. It was almost like intuitive. So just shout out to all my Latino people. I, people that do that include myself. I don't think me any disrespect. I know I can only speak for myself. I don't mean any disrespect when I, when I do it. I don't know why I do it. It just happens and I'll try not to. Especially if it offends you. Jason Hernandez lives nearby me. Don't know him, never met him. He lives a town or two over in McKinney, Texas. For all of you that know, and for some of you that don't know, I'm from New York City, born and raised, but I've been in Texas for quite some time. And I live just like this city, which is one of the little suburban cities north of the Dallas, Texas city. It's a suburb. It's what it is. In 1998, Mr. Hernandez was convicted of selling crack cocaine in McKinney in front of this store in McKinney, Texas. And it's got its poor side and it's not poor side just like many smaller towns or cities municipalities right can you guess where this store was located where mr jason hernandez jason hernandez admittedly used to sell crap yeah it's on the other side of the tracks here it's on the other side of the highway central expressway highway 75 is somewhat of a dividing line Jason got a life sentence. Life sentence. Think about that. Now, for those of you that don't get into political, socioeconomic, or criminal justice system aspects, the crack laws were different than the powder cocaine laws. Okay, you can get caught with a kilo of powder cocaine and you would not get near as much time if you had one little cooked crack rock of crack cocaine. I'm not naive. I'm from the streets of New York. I know way too much about this stuff. But you can read up on it. Crack cocaine would get you 
things like life in prison. Throw away the key. Type shit. This kind of sentencing guidelines that federally came down. Who was involved in these decisions to make these crack laws? Um, let's see. A former senator, currently known as our current president, Joe Biden, who has had a change of heart. A lot of people say he may be senile. Not going there. Not this episode. Not today. Personally speaking, would I like to see a stronger, just visibly stronger representation for the leader of the United States? Absolutely. None personal against Joe, but he looks frail and feeble. Jason Hernandez was 15 years old when he did his first drug deal. 15. In front of this store in McKinney, Texas. He spent 18 years in federal prison. I don't know how you feel about second chances or what you feel when you hear. The results of sentencing for people. When I think 18 years, specifically this particular sentence uh, was life, but he served 18 years. And I'll tell you how he got out in just a second. But I think of an 18 year old graduating high school and everything that's transpired. Our justice system is not a kind one. And I don't know. I'm no economist. I'm not an attorney. I don't know if these kind of incarcerations are necessary to keep society safe here in America. I don't know. It does seem excessive and harsh. Because if you don't know, I will tell you that our current criminal justice system, our prison system, is not conducive for rehabilitation. Statistically, and you can do the research yourself, you will find those that are incarcerated don't come out better or rehabilitated or empowered to contribute more positively to society. The recidivism rate is high. And what that means is people usually go back to prison. Once again, it is disproportionately black and brown people. Black people, Latino people. But this story, I'm not going into the the actual statistics of it and going deeply into that. I just want to to share with you my thoughts of years in prison. All these things that can happen. Young kid sells crack. Should we have tried to lock him up for prison as we have successfully done with so many? That is particularly a nonviolent crime, a drug crime. 
Mr. Hernandez was released in 2015. How do you think he got released? Hmm? Remember I told you I was going to tell you more? I had another story that involved President Barack Obama. This is it. In 2011, Mr. Hernandez sent then-President Barack Obama a letter asking him to commute his sentence. Two years later, in 2013, he learned that the request was granted. Still took another two years after the request was granted to get released. Actually walk out the doors. I know I digress. But that is another thing. I've heard, you know, read this story. I've seen countless other examples. Why does it take so long to process? I hear these, read these stories about people that were found innocent after spending 20, 30, 40 years in prison and DNA has exonerated them. They did not do the crime. And yet it takes months or years to actually walk out of the fucking door. To me. To me, the very second that without a doubt this person is proven innocent or a clemency is granted or commutation of a sentence is granted, they should be immediately whisked out of the prison. What takes so long? The red tape, the paperwork, the bureaucracy. You know why? Because those lives that they're processing through, certain people feel those lives don't matter. Yeah. <sighs> um, <clears throat> Mr. Hernandez is back in his old hood. He's back. In McKinney, Texas. And you say, yo, Mike, okay, he got out of prison. Is that the good part of the story? Is this is that why this is good news? No. No, it's not. Mr. Hernandez just bought the store. The same store he was arrested in front of for selling crack cocaine. He just bought it. Like I said, this Store and this neighborhood is still the hood. After 18 years of being in federal prison, it's still impoverished. It's still the hood. Like I said, those train tracks, those highways, those dividers, it's in many cities. And there are, I dare say, intentional, systemic causes. Why poor neighborhoods stay poor, not poor neighborhoods stay not poor. It's on purpose. Mr. Hernandez bought the store. He had help. He had a grant through the Marguerite Casey Foundation. I did a little research on them. I'm going to see if I can get a grant because I want to do positive things like Mr. Hernandez. Mr. Hernandez recognizes this is a food desert. He recognizes he's come full circle. He's paid more, in my opinion, more than his debt to society. 
Because Mr. Hernandez and I quote says, what was I thinking? I mean, I thought I was bettering people's lives when in reality I was destroying lives. End quote. Now, I know that might sound a little misguided. He might think, you know, he's bettering people's lives by keeping them intoxicated, by keeping them high on crack. He was doing a public service, supplying crack cocaine, serving the fiends, right? Give you another quote from Mr. Hernandez, post-prison, after 18 years in federal prison. Quote, I feel like I owe this community. I feel this community that I love, that there was a time when I was poisoning it. And now, instead of selling marijuana, I want to sell oranges. I want to sell fruits. I want to sell vegetables. End quote. In this little store in McKinney, Texas, where Mr. Jason Hernandez was selling drugs and subsequently caught and spent nearly 20 years in prison, is now the owner of that store. And in this area of McKinney, Texas, is considered what's called a food desert, which is common in many hoods, in many impoverished areas. You know why? Because grocers, grocery stores, retail, they don't want to serve those areas. For one, enough money in those areas for them. Two, and I acknowledge the crime rate is higher. The infrastructure is poor. So who are they to sacrifice their bottom line to do something good for an impoverished community? Once again, I digress. I know it. But Mr. Hernandez recognizes that it's a food desert. More importantly, instead of just serving and oh, I'm trying not to say anybody's name, but you know, snack cakes, sugar, diabetes food, cholesterol food, fried food, chips, cakes, cookies, candy, and all these things. No, no, no. He made a conscious decision, decision to sell fruits and vegetables and wholesome, healthy food. And he expects to open a little later this summer. He don't want to put junk food on the shelves. He wants healthy and affordable options in his store. This is good news. This is great news. This is a story of full circle. There's good news out there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mr. Jason Hernandez. Tony Geddes. Rest in peace. And Ashley Adarica. Three stories of good humans. And I can't forget the trooper. Trooper Doty. And once again, I hope I'm pronouncing these names right. Goodness is happening. In our world. 
Believe it. Know it. Don't allow yourself to be drawn to the negative. Don't seek out the negative. Seek out the positive. That's one of those things I was talking about. Fundamentally flawed human beings. If we can make a conscious effort not to ignore the negative, but to be drawn to the positive. Imagine if we can reverse that flow of negativity, back it up, and change it with positivity. If much, much, much more positivity was spread. If our innate, inherent, natural desire for negativity changed to a desire for good news, for good stories, for goodness. When we see that wreck, when we see that fight, when we see that drama, instead of pulling out our phones, we try to help. Or we try to stop it. Leave the phones in our pocket. And change something catastrophic or tragic into a story of hope. A story of helping. A story of healing. A story of positive contribution. Let's all find it within ourselves to want that good information. We can change our planet our wonderful planet we can these stories are proof these are all recent and actual goodness is out there let's shine that light into the darkness I'm Mike this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast thank you so much for listening Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. Unleashed.